Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. Being queer is holy, our love is holy too. Christians who say otherwise don't know the Bible. Woo! You've just listened to a clip from a viral TikTok video from an ordained minister and self-proclaimed theologian, Brandon Robertson. Uh, I have to tell you, I have very little patience for people who um, who teach in the name of Jesus Christ, who get the Bible wrong, um, not, not necessarily by accident or you know here or there type things, but purposefully in many cases uh, get things wrong for their own purposes. Uh, and and Brandon Robertson here is just flat out wrong. Correct doctrine um, is crucial to salvation and the growth of us spiritually and mature, maturing in our, in our walk and in our faith. It comes as no surprise that God warns us many times in Scripture to be aware of false teaching. Christians need to be able to recognize false teachers in order to know when they're being led down the wrong path. Um, and and, and it, it's okay, it's kind of like if you were to go in and be trained to be a bank teller. Uh, a bank teller, when, when they are being trained, is not trained to uh, find a, a, a forgery by, by looking at forgeries. So in other words, they don't sit the bank teller down and say, okay, here's a forgery and this is what this looks like. And here's another forgery and this is what this looks like. The training for a bank teller actually takes place by sitting that person down and and going through exactly what a real dollar bill looks like or a real 20 or whatever the case may be. They they need to know uh, it, with expertise what that dollar bill looks like all you know what what kind of strips are in it what kind of uh, you know how, how does it feel how, how does it weigh all these type of things they need to be an expert on what the real thing is so that when they see a forgery they'll know it's a forgery otherwise there, there's so many different types of forgeries you couldn't possibly know and be an expert on all of them you are an expert on the real thing and then you're able to spot the forgeries very easily and the same thing applies to our spiritual walk we need to understand not necessarily all the ins and outs of all the forgeries we just need to know what the real thing is and that's the bible we need to know our bible uh, and 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 be experts at that so that when we see forgeries and we see things that don't line up with the bible then we know hey this is not the right thing. Uh, the Bible holds teachers of uh, of the Bible to a higher standard. Uh, James 3.1 Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers. For you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Did you hear what he's saying here? I mean, he's, he's, he's literally saying don't become teachers almost, right? Why? Because we will be judged with greater strictness. Well, what does the Bible say about false prophets? Well, God speaks harshly against false prophets. and He speaks harshly against occult practices and other means of, of sorcery. God describes a false prophet as one who presumes to speak in my name anything 
I have not commanded, or a prophet who speaks in my name, or in the name of other gods. There we go. And that's Deuteronomy 18.20. In Jeremiah 14.14, in fact, God says these evildoers prophesy lies, offering false divisions, or false visions, uh, divinations, idolatries, and the delusions of their own minds. Did you hear that last part? I think it's really interesting and very applicable today. Delusions of their own minds. 1 Timothy 6, 3-4, if anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that accords with the godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. <laughs> Very applicable. And, and let me give you one more. First John 4, 1 through 3. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. All right, so let's let's go to uh, back to Brandon Robertson for a second. Um, he was born June 24th of, of 1992. Uh, he's a gay writer, activist, minister, and, and best known for his writing and commentary uh, on... Uh, millennials, social justice, uh, contemplative spirituality, and his work as an LGBTQ activist among Christians. Um, he, Brandon uh, is, is uh, one of the, the religious left's quickest rising stars, actually. And uh, Robertson has, has written articles in Time, uh, The Washington Post, The Huffington Post, and his mentors include Dr. Miguel de la Torre, uh, Robert Bell, Brian McLaren, uh, among others. And, and, and I, I have to stop here and say that as a, an Assembly of God youth pastor at one time, uh, I, I fought uh, against these ideologies and, and theologies uh, of, of the postmodern church. At the time, the postmodern church thing was, was really just kind of coming into its own um, and, and the head of the district in which I was a part of, which was the Oregon district, um, was really into this kind of stuff and, and was really trying to get us as youth pastors to, 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 to do more of these type of things. In fact, he gave, uh, a, uh, half an hour sermon one time to us trying to show us what we should do. And, and the entire sermon was how much he loved coffee. Now I have nothing wrong with coffee. But but that's not really a sermon, and just to try to be most more postmodern and this type of thing, uh, to give a, a sermon like that, I thought was was completely out of line, and I fought hard against this kind of ideology, and it was pushed at the time in particular by people like Rob Bell and and Brian McLaren, and so it does not surprise me at all that that these are two of Brandon's um, mentors. It's just, 
it, it, it lines right up with things that he agrees with. And, and, and let's take a look at some of those things. Um, quote, for those who are in an open and polygamous relationship here this morning, who might be squirming, because this is an uncomfortable question to hear in church sometimes, I want you to hear me loud and clear as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Your relationships are holy. They are beautiful. And they are welcomed and celebrated in this space. So are you hearing what he's saying? Now, you, if you don't believe it, me in, in, in what these quotes are, you can go online and you can see YouTube, whatever. You can go online and you can see these, these videos and you can see what he's saying. This is exactly what he's saying. How about this? We call all of us together to the same set of standards that we call everyone to, to seek to follow Jesus in all of our relationships. We seek to be honest and respectful and self-sacrificial and consensual and loving with your partners. When any of us live into these standards, we can be sure we are on the path to wholeness and holiness. So again, just a bunch of mumbo jumbo here. Um, here's another: homosexuality is not a sin. Being LGBTQ is not a sin. You start seeing Jesus start tearing down patriarchy. Um, Jesus himself would have been considered feminine. Uh, did you know? In the Gospel of Mark, that Jesus used a racial slur. He has an entire uh, thing on that. Um, uh, here, here's an interview with Brandon. Uh, the interviewer says, So now you, you don't have any fear of going to hell? And Robertson says, I don't believe in hell anymore. The interviewer says, Oh, you, you don't believe in hell? He says, No. The interviewer, do, do you believe in heaven? And Robertson says, uh, ish. And, and what Brandon is referring to here is a progressive Christianity's view that there's no hell and heaven will be uh, earth when we get rid of all the bad stuff here. Uh, it, it is up to us to, to make it that way, to make earth heaven, uh, thus becoming just like God himself. And isn't this really interesting? Uh, because, you know, the enemy is not creative. <laughs> the enemy's not a creative God. This is not an original ploy by the enemy. He is just not creative at all. Even, even in the Garden of Eden, this was a ploy. This was the ploy to be like God. If you'll just eat of the fruit, you'll be like God. God doesn't want you to be that way, and I want you to be that way, so why don't you eat of the fruit? You'll be like God. I mean, isn't wasn't that really what God... Satan kicked out of heaven in the first place. He wanted to be like God and set himself up as such. And so, again, he's not creative. This is the exact same thing over and over and over, just repackaged. Um, and, and, and this whole thing by, by Brandon here is, is just re, reinterpreting Jesus to fit modern agendas. He has an agenda. He has an agenda to try to change the church and to try to weave in his, his, his liberal mindset and worldview 
into the Bible and into the church. And so he is reinterpreting Jesus to fit modern agendas. Uh, and, and again, you, you can you can go on, you can see, uh, I, I, there's some great videos if you want to watch by uh, Mike Winger, uh, and he addresses some of the things that Brandon says. Uh, I would encourage you to, 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 to watch some of those. Um, but it's not just Brandon. Uh, here's an article uh, by Not The Bee. <laughs> Joel Abbott uh, came out with this. Uh, I love The Bee, by the way. Uh, I do. I, I do love uh, Babylon Bee and some of their stuff, but uh, but they also have what's called Not the Bee, which basically it can sometimes almost be stranger and funnier and weirder all at the same time when, when it's actual things that are uh, true. And this is from Not the Bee, uh, and, it, and it, it starts out this way. He says, this is not a fringe book. It has been a recent hit trending toward the top of the New York uh, Times bestsellers. Uh, it's also written um, by, you guessed it, a professor of theology. <laughs> Shocker, right? Uh, Shaniqua Walker Barnes of Mercer University. Uh, here is some excerpts of this madness for us to discuss. Uh, it says here, quote, Dear God, please help me to hate white people. Yeah, that's what I said. Dear God, please help me to hate white people, or at least to want to hate them. At least I want to stop caring about them, individually and collectively. I want to stop caring about their misguided, uh, racist souls, to stop believing that they can be better, that they can stop being racist, is what this devotional is saying. This is a devotional, okay? Uh, seriously, can you imagine actually thinking you're not racist when you're asking God to hate an entire people group, you know, based on their skin color. Yeah, I mean, Walker Barnes uh, specifically, uh, and she specifies that she doesn't mean anti-racist woke whites, nor does she mean the neo-Nazi types. She literally doubles down on what she's saying here when she says, uh, she continues on with this in her devotional. My prayer is that you would help me hate the other white people. You know, the nice ones, the Fox News loving, the Trump supporting voters who don't see color, but who make thinly veiled racist comments about those people. The people who are happy to have me over for dinner, but alert the neighborhood, watch anytime an unrecognized person of color passes their house. The people who welcome black people in their church and small groups, but brand us heretics if we suggest that Christianity is concerned with the poor and the oppressed. The people who politely tell us that we can leave when we call out the racial microaggressions we experience in their ministries. Ah, so what she really means is, that she hates white people of a particular political affiliation who don't buy into the woke Marxist creeds uh, of, of hierarchies of oppression and think it's utterly antithetical to the gospel. <laughs> uh, I, I have to say here that 
Um, I, I love this article, and, and Joel definitely thinks the way I do on many of this stuff. Uh, couldn't agree with him more on this. Uh, you know, in, in the very next sentence here, uh, she admits she doesn't know uh, many such people that she's talking about here, but I'll bet she's heard the, you know, uh, the, the type of caricatures on CNN uh, and has des- decided to stereotype tens of millions of people based on their personal blinders. Um, you know, because that's not prejudiced in the extreme, right? I mean, it's just, it's so blatant. It is so blatant. I don't understand how people don't see it. Uh, for the sake of clarity, imagine she were taking a, uh, a talking about any other group. Let's take like Sunni Muslims or Orthodox Jews. Um, how, how would that sound to your ear? Uh, how about, Lord, uh, if it be your will, harden my heart. Stop me from striving to see the best in people. Stop me from being hopeful that white people can do and be better. Let me imagine them instead uh, instead as white hooded robes standing in front of burning crosses. I mean, wow, just wow. This is just absolutely nonsense. Can can you imagine going to uh, you know, your your local Target store and or you know Amazon you're you're searching through and you uh, come across this and you're th- you're thinking you know I, I, I need another devotional and, and I'm I'm going to get this and coming across this as something that is that is um, marketed as 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 helping me understand the Bible uh, it's just it, it's it, it's amazing um, first when the Lord hardens someone's heart uh, it is never good for that individual. And and we can see that uh, just, I mean, take a look at Romans 9, for instance. Second, you can feel the utter poison here, can't you? I mean, try reading it in um, with, with another identity group, for instance, like, uh, quote, stop me from being uh, hopeful that Jewish people can do and be better. Let me imagine them instead of, you know, as vermin rats uh, huddling around the mighty German oak tree, or, uh, you know, let me see them as, as hopeless, unrepentant, uh, reprobate bigots who have blasphemed the Holy Spirit and who need to be handed over to the evil one. I mean, that's literally what she's writing in here. This, I'm not making this up. You can check it out for yourself. This is what she's writing, and this is what she's coming across as a teacher of the word in the name of Jesus Christ writing this as a Bible study, as as a devotional. Uh, She believes that racism is an incurable and and, and, and it's unforgivable. I mean, sure, Christ died for all our sins, even those of the Romans who nailed him to the cross. But white American racism is both irredeemable and inbred in her eyes. And white people need to go to hell for eternity, according to her. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's absolutely sad. It saddens me. It really does. Um, and and, and if, if, let, let me continue on here. It says that the murderous hordes of history could be forgiven 
at the cross. But those white Christians need to be convicted of an unforgivable sin against the Holy Spirit for being kind, but also a little culturally awkward around a black woman who hates their guts, right? I mean, come on. You know, if she's if she's trying to talk from experience here, you know, she's, she's trying to come across as all these microaggressions, you know, that they're committing against her, and then they wonder why they're a little culturally awkward around her. I mean, this is just, just absolutely ridiculous. Um, quote, For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Unless you're a white devil and then straight to Hades you go. <laughs> right? That's Romans 10.9 from the woke standard version. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, let's, uh, let's finish this madness, uh, shall we? Uh, free me from this burden of calling them to confession and repentance. Grant me a get-out-of-judgment-free card if I make white people the e exception to our commandment to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Oh, she's just so off the wall. So despite Christ's commands to love our neighbors and our enemies, this woman decides she can be the Pharisee in the parable of the Good Samaritan, leaving the man to die on the side of the road and still be the good guy, right? It all smacks profoundly of Luke 18, 11, doesn't it? Shaniqua Barn, uh, Walker Barnes was standing and praying like this about her, uh, herself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, greedy, unrighteous, adulterers, or even like this white person. This woman is profoundly hateful and racist, and her spirit is heavy with that sin. She, she ends with a smug thought about how God is on her side, and after unloading a hate howitzer, has the, the gall to end by saying, I pray and I press on in love. <laughs> uh, instead of, of confessing her hatred, she begs God for an, an excuse to double down on her hate and presumably wipe out an entire uh, group of people based on, on skin tone, uh, not only from this world, but from eternity. Um, you know, it, it, it is, it's, it's kind of like, if you remember Bilbo in, in The Hobbit, uh, felt pity on Gollum, you know, how he saw uh, what had happened to that, that miserable creature down in the dark, deep places of the world, uh, left alone with his precious idol and his vanity. Yeah, it's, it's the same energy. Um, I, I pity this woman in the same way. Uh, she she does not know Christ, and she does not know love, really. Uh, she purports to be a teacher of God's Word, but she uh, has, has twisted and, and maligned it in the depths of her spite. And it is a real danger in the very grievance of the Holy, the Holy Spirit that she is, is eagerly wishing upon her supposed enemies uh, this. It's just, it, it, it's, it's saddening. Um, and it says here, it says, let me uh, interject something here um, upon the, uh, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to, 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 to read you just a little bit um, away from this article. Um, upon discovering that excerpts of her book were 
uh, circulating online. Walker Barnes defended uh, her writing, and, and she she said, because because you may you may be saying, well, you know, maybe she she feels bad about writing this. She says, I I took my rage to God in prayer. I owned it. I was truthful to God about what I struggled with, and I prayed to God not to let anger and hatred overwhelm me. She said in an April 5th tweet. Now, now she's compounding things by lying. She was not praying to God to not let her anger and hatred overwhelm her. She's praying to God for anger and hate. That's what she's praying. I mean, let's let's just say that her in, her in, intent was was this you, you don't do that for the a new york times bestsellers devotional you do that in your private prayer if you want to if you need to to do some business with god you do some business with god and you do it on a personal level if you need to call people in you need to call your pastor you need to call whatever uh you know then that's fine you can do that but then to set yourself up as a as a theologian that is is putting out a devotional with this kind of garbage in it is that you you're lying you're flat out lying to try to deflect some of the pressure here um and 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 it's just not good um you know pray pray for for this very racist very hateful woman Uh, pray for the people that will be led astray by her um after buying this book at target or or amazon or whatever um and and, and, and pray for, for people like Brandon. I, I, I call out a couple people here, but there's many, many other people that are in the name of Jesus Christ teaching absolute garbage. And we need to be able to know that people like this are going to continue. If it's not Brandon, if it's not this gal, you're, it's going to be somebody else. There's, there's always been and there always will be false teachers and we need to understand who they are and what they're teaching as far as this is not biblical and it is leading people astray all right okay okay because i know that that you're hoping i will do it as we end today's podcast here uh i I will play brandon uh robertson's clip for you one more time all right and thank you for listening you can always go to our website UncommonSensePodcast.com. Let us know what you think. I encourage you to do that. Here it is. Being queer is holy. Our love is holy too. Christians who say otherwise don't know the Bible. Woo!